Pushkin. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases. And 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. You know, I love music, but I haven't picked up an instrument in years. You know why? I tell myself, I don't have time. Where am I going to find a teacher? Well, there's an answer. Musora. Musora is the place where you can learn essential skills and techniques with more than a hundred of the world's best teachers and musicians and thousands of famous songs. You get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 per month, less than a single private lesson. Just go to musora.com to start a new musical journey today. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Hi, everyone. It's Paul Muldoon. Before we get to this episode, I wanted to let you know that you can binge all 12 episodes of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics right now, ad-free, by becoming a Pushkin Plus subscriber. Find Pushkin Plus on the McCartney A Life and Lyrics show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm slash plus. Oh my God, I wanted to become a person who wrote songs and I wanted to be someone whose life was in music. I'm Paul Muldoon. I'm a poet, a lover of not only the lyric poem, but the song lyric. Over the past several years, I've got to spend time with one of the greatest songwriters of our era. And will you look at me? It's happened. I'm going on tour. I'm actually a performer. Am I actually a songwriter? My God, well, that, that crept up on me. That is Sir Paul McCartney. We worked together on a book looking at the lyrics of more than 150 of his songs, and we recorded many hours of our conversations. This is McCartney, a life in lyrics, a masterclass, a memoir, and an improvised journey with one of the most iconic figures in popular music. Each episode is centred around the writing of a particular song, the people and the circumstances that inspired it. In this episode, Eleanor Rigby. 
Not many people know this, but an early ambition of Paul McCartney's was to be a poet. I feel okay about admitting to the fact that, yeah, I wanted to look a bit bookish. I wanted to smoke a pipe on the top deck of a bus. McCartney was friendly with the poet Allen Ginsberg, who had even revised some of McCartney's poems. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked. I knew Ginsberg quite well, and he, he edited some of my poems. And did he attempt to edit Eleanor Rigby? No, he said, uh, that's, a, that's a great poem. Oh, well, that's he right. Said, that's a good poem. <laughs> I'm glad to so hear So I was it. very pleased that that was like um, you know, the best review. The subject of Eleanor Rigby kept coming up in my conversations with Paul McCartney. It was like a reference point for him, a beacon he would steer by. There are many ways into this song, many things to talk about. But let's start with the central character, Eleanor Rigby herself. I wanted a character who summed up all the little old ladies that I'd known. And I, looking back on it, I knew quite a few. Paul McCartney's dad had brought Paul and his brother up to be rather gallant. He taught them to stand up for old ladies on buses. And he was the type who would doff his hat. Good morning. So I'd been kind of encouraged to, if I ever saw an old lady struggling with shopping, I would be the gallant young man. Can I carry that for you? Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you very much. Chat, chat, chat. Go to the house, drop it off. Um, would you like a cup of tea? Paul was an active Boy Scout, and one of his favourite activities was Bob a Job Week, a common Boy Scout activity throughout England at the time. In Maidenhead, Buckinghamshire, a group of enterprising cubs turn up at the town hall for their Bob a Job task. Where kids would knock on doors and offer their services for a shilling. I was so glad I had to do all of this, like knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. Yes? Excuse me, it's Bob a Job Week. Have you any jobs that you would like me to do? And um, most of them would be puzzled as to what, well, I'd like to, but what? I said, well, have you got a shed out of the back? And maybe it's, it needs tidying. Oh, yes, that's a good idea. Or if you've got the garden needs digging, I said, oh, yes, I had to give them the ideas. So I would. And in this way, I, I kind of got to meet a lot of older people. And um, I, I really loved it. I mean, once I got ten bob. And I think they kind of liked me. These relationships with elderly women are the original inspiration for Eleanor Rigby. So I imagined this lady and uh, I gave her a scenario and she's picking up the rice in the church. Eleanor Rigby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been. So she's cleaning up in the church, which immediately sort of puts her in a social position. And gives us an idea that there might be a little bit of poignancy with this rice and it's not for her. It was where a wedding had been. Uh, And then she waits at the window and facing the jar by the door. Waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Who 
does it fall? My uh, mom's favourite was Nivea, and yes. I, lo I love it to this day. Yes, beautiful packaging. Yeah. Nivea. It kind of scared me a little that women used quite so much cold cream. Mm. The unguents, as they call oh, them, you know, this kind of greasy that. stuff yeah. that they put on. Yeah, and it was my dread. Yeah. When I got older and got married, that mm. I would marry someone who would say, oh, I love, and would put one of these big shower caps on yes. and under curlers and have masses of things. And, and I really, so that played on my mind quite a bit. Yes. So she was wearing the face she keeps in the jar by the door. The name Eleanor had come partly from the actress Eleanor Braun, a star at the time who had briefly dated John Lennon and starred in the Beatles' 1965 movie, Help. I am not what I seem. Hey, my skin's so right through to the skin. There's more here than meets the eye. See, Eleanor, I think, was always a fiction because we worked with Eleanor Brom. Took me a long time to think of Eleanor Rigby. Paul's girlfriend at the time, Jane Asher, was also an actress. And one time when she was playing at the Bristol Old Vic, Paul was wandering around outside. I was wandering around waiting for the play to finish and saw this shop. Uh -huh. said Rigby. I thought, uh -huh. That's, there's my surname. Right. It's nice, it's ordinary, but it's striking, it's strong, it's got all the sort of stuff I'd been looking for. This is how Paul McCartney remembers it. Others have pointed out that the Rigby name might have come from somewhere different. There is a grave up in Wilton Church where John and I wandered around endlessly talking about our future. And there is a grave there. On the gravestone is the name Eleanor Rigby. And not far from it, another grave with the name Mackenzie on it. I don't remember having, having seen that gravestone. Of course not. But it's been suggested to me that, you know, psychologically, I will have seen it. Yeah. I, I think we, we do see things without seeing them. Mm. Of course we do. Mm. They plant themselves they in the brain, and then I have to go to Bristol and see it and go, ah. The other main character in the song started out as Father McCartney, but it changed during a writing session with John Lennon. I had Father McCartney, because it was the right syllables. And I remember playing and he said, that's great, Father McCartney, he loved it. I said, no, I'm really not comfortable with it, because it's my dad. Mm -hmm. And my father McCartney, mm -hmm. Father McCartney, it's me. You know, it's, it's not, I don't, want to, I don't want to be that personal with this. So we literally got the phone book out and went on from McCartney, 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 McKenzie. That's good. Father Mackenzie, and then we had him working, but his work was darning his socks because he was a sort of poor old vicar. Darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care for all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with the Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card 
or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out, and then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do life in lyrics? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Father McCartney didn't make it into the lyrics of Eleanor Rigby, but he did play an important role in Paul's musical upbringing. My dad had sat me down as a kid mm-hmm. and taught me and my brother the idea of harmony. Bye, bye, Every brother sang in harmony, so me and my brother did. I once performed at a talent competition with my brother Mike when I was 11, <clears throat> and we sang Bye Bye Love. Didn't win. Obviously not talented enough for the Butlins crowd. My dad was self-taught, had learned, listened to things and could play them. You know, I said, Dad, teach me piano like you play. He said, no, son. He said, I can't play. I said, you can? I can hear you. He said, no, I can't play properly. You've got to go and learn. So Paul McCartney went out to learn from a proper piano teacher. But he didn't find that kind of music lesson to be so stimulating. It just killed me. I couldn't do it. When you go, da 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 and you'd go, da 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 you go, I've heard better stuff than this on the radio. This is not great. But okay, I'm sure we have to start here. And then she said, homework. Go home and learn what a crotchet and a quaver and thing is and come back. So it was like, I've got homework from school. I don't need your homework. When Paul McCartney was 21 and the Beatles already gaining national popularity, 
he gave the piano lessons another go. And this was Royal Guildhall School of Music guy. And he tried, but by then I'd written Ellen Rigby. And it, but he had to take me back to the five-finger exercise. Do, 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 do. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do the show. I, I just didn't want to do it. Many of Paul's peers felt the same way about traditional musical training. Everyone in my generation, all of us groups, mm-hmm. John, George, Paul and Ringo, Mick, Charlie, Peace, etc. I don't think any of us can read music. And now I will teach a kid how to play the piano, how we learned it, and I will show them a couple of chords to get started on. And if they're musical, they're off. You get C, D minor, E minor, F, G, A minor, right there. That's like most of the Beatles songs. Right. That's more than you need to know. Which leads us back to Eleanor Rigby, a song that grew from a single chord. Din, 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 din. In its basic sense, it's just an e, e minor chord. Din, 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 din. And all the fun happens with my melody and the syncopation and the words. It's all against the four. George Martin, the Beatles producer, had introduced Paul to the idea of the string quartet on the song Yesterday. And I had resisted the idea at first, but when it worked, I fell in love with the idea. So I knew now that I wanted to do a similar thing with Eleanor Rigby. So I would go around to George's house. We'd arrange a little session. And I said to him, you know, I'm fascinated by Bach. Because I'd suddenly grasped that there was mathematics. I could see one, two, one, two. And then on top of that, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two. Now forming a sort of pyramid, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, sixteen stars. So I love this two, four, eight, sixteen thing. And I brought this idea and talked to George about this. And he said, well, um, Bach, you know, would have done this. And he laid out the chords as he had done on yesterday. George, talking about this later, would say that he then became inspired by Bernard Herrmann, Mm -hmm. who had written the psycho music. Right. (laughs) Which is very dramatic. And he wanted to bring some of that into the arrangement. Alfred Hitchcock's 1960s classic about the sinister Bates Motel had been a huge box office success. Dirty night. You have a vacancy? Oh, we have 12 vacancies. 12 cabins, 12 vacancies. In the movie, Anthony Perkins' character mails with his dead mother and takes revenge on his desires. Mother, she's just a stranger. She's hungry and it's raining out. Together, they kill Janet Lee in that famous char scene. And it's Bernard Herrmann's stabbing violins that make that scene 
so iconic. While Elner Rigby isn't a film, of course, McCartney says that writing the lyrics was like structuring a movie. Well, I was seeing it like a film, just in my own imagination. I've got two protagonists that are lonely. She and then him. He's not sort of... You don't feel so sorry for him, but he's lonely. So you've got these two, so all the lonely people now becomes the, the chorus... Where do they belong? Where do they come from? And in the third verse, the characters are brought together. Died in the church. So we brought her back to her rice cleaning duties. And so one day she keels over in the church and was buried along with her name. So yeah, she dies and then he comes back. He's the one who buries her and he's wiping his hands as he walks from the grave. No one was saved. And that's your sort of wrap-up. To the story. And of course, there's some kind of strange connection between the elderly woman and, of course, in Psycho, it turns out to be uh, a woman mm. who's kind of mummified in mm. some ways, and mm. the son, the kind of crazy well, son. It's true, there is a sort of link there's there. There's a strange yeah. kind and Maybe of George link. thought that link as well. Yes, possibly. He's thinking just purely musically, you know. When you finished it, did you realise at that moment, you know, this is one hell of a song. This I is thought a this humdinger is a, of a song. I thought this is a cracker. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. When you've, when you've got something that, that Linda's dad used to say, his left ball twitched. <laughs> you know, when he, There's a physical response. Yeah. Died in the church and was buried along with her name Nobody came, Father Mackenzie Wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave No one was saved, all alone Where do they all come from? All alone Eleanor Rigby from the Beatles' 1966 album, Revolver. In the next episode... We travel behind the Iron Curtain to let ourselves in on one of the greatest jokes of the Cold War era. Back in the USSR. McCartney, A Life in Lyrics is a co-production between iHeartMedia, MPL and Pushkin Industries. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums and singing. You know, I love music, but I haven't picked up an instrument in years. You know why? I tell myself, I don't have time. Where am I going to find a teacher? 
Well, there's an answer. Musora. Musora is the place where you can learn essential skills and techniques with more than a hundred of the world's best teachers and musicians and thousands of famous songs. You get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 per month, less than a single private lesson. Just go to musora.com to start a new musical journey today. Hi, I'm Jessica St. Clair, but you can call me Jess if you're nasty. And I'm Dame Casey Wilson. We are actors, comedians, and podcasters. But above all else, we are self-appointed masters of small talk. We have written a soon-to-be Nobel Prize-winning audiobook that will shortly change the course of history called The Art of Small Talk. Now, it's no secret that, that some people don't like small talk. Don't like it? Casey, everybody hates it. Except for us. We love to chit-chat bullshit, and that's why we wrote this book. Well, it's an audiobook. You're welcome. Who has the time to read? Not me. There will be research, but not too much, because what is this, a book report? We'll also hear from learned scholars like Malcolm Gladwell and from the most important people in the world, celebs like Amy Poehler, Tony Hale, June Diane Raphael, and Colin Quinn. You can grab your copy of The Art of Small Talk today at pushkin.fm slash smalltalk or wherever you get your audiobooks. Don't forget, you can listen with your Audible and Spotify memberships too. The Art of Small Talk. How to go shallow to go deep. 